Shut up and sit down. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Did you find the files? I don't even know what they look. What do they look like? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? Must be an on button somewhere. Press the Apple thing. The internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. That boy ain't right. What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are suffering through another episode of the Dial Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt Legrand, and I'm here with a little gentleman named Mr. Evan Price. Evan Price, how are you? Good. You took my intro. I was going to do the ladies and gentlemen of the interweb. Were you? Because you're the captain today, so you can't be you can't be doing that. Yes, I am hosting. So all of you listeners have made a grave mistake tuning in. <laughs> but I assume that if they are listening to this podcast, they might like to suffer a bit. Yeah, a little. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah, cycling podcast. And over there across the table from me, Mr. Lance Hepler. Hi, I'm Lance. <laughs> I'm here for your listening pleasure. Are you? Yes. Okay. In studio? In studio, it's Lance Romance. Oh, In studio. yeah. <laughs> and to my right, Mr. Jake Von During. Hello, kids. How are you? <laughs> Jake, Jake finally gets his own intro. I know. Yes. He gets to do his own intro. Yes. It's just like the quarterback is playing tight end today, and he has no idea what to do with his hands. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. the water boy, baby. All right. So, yeah. So, things are awkward because I am hosting. Uh, and uh, we'll try to do things slightly differently. You know, I'll try to push the pace a little bit on the podcast, keep things moving. Uh, with that being said, I want to dump, jump right into. Dump? <laughs> oh my Don't dump, please. Oh, the ship is already sinking. It's going down. Captain Matt, what do we got? Uh, let's, let's, let's start with backpedal. And I want to start with Jake. And the reason is, you might have some good news. I do have a little bit of news that is good. Okay. Good stuff. Oh, oh it's very good um, stuff. Yeah, well, just real quick, it was kind of a, a busy week. I'm just getting back into work mode, and you've been flying through that, and the trainer and all that other stuff, and um, the physical therapist who's sitting across the table from me told me that if I wanted to, I could try and ride a bicycle outside. Not on the trainer. And I was helping Lance earlier this week with some stuff, and... He's like, hey, it's nice. Let's go for a ride. He basically like twisted my bad arm even and said, let's go for a ride. <laughs> and, I forced uh, his hand a little bit. <laughs> and I thought about it for a second. I looked outside. I'm like, ah, this time of year, it's not too often that we get a bright, sunny day. It was and dry. And it was dry. sunny. It was nice. And he asked me, told me, <laughs> we're going to go for a ride. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And I'm not kidding you. It was like within like five or ten minutes, I get a text from Matt. You riding today? Because <laughs> yeah. he, I think it was like kind of in jest. He was just kind of having fun a little bit. No, no, no. I thought like, okay, I, I have this feeling that Jake's that this is the week, and it was like Thursday. The weather was nice, and I was just, I don't know. I just sent a text, just hoping. Yeah, that the so, answer might be yes. Yeah, and I did text him back and said, "Can you be ready in ten minutes?" Because that's our, our running thing. It's like, hey, riding in ten minutes. You want to come? And it's always yes. Yep. It's almost always the answer. So uh, Matt says, yeah, I'm in. And I sh- sent a, a, another text out to another one of our teammates, Sean. And, um, you know, 
lo and behold, he's like, yeah. So we put together a nice little ride group and we went out and rode our bicycles it was for like about the boys minutes. are back in town playing yeah, it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly so, how it was. Kept it simple, flat, and smooth, and and just tested it out. And my shoulder felt about the way that I thought it would, but it was a little bit worse. I mean, it could have been a little bit worse, but it. You know, it felt all right, and we went out and rode bikes, and it was glorious. To, to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It definitely was. Yeah, it was just a nice day. It was just so nice to be outside and not on a trainer, and to ride bikes after six months is just fantastic. So that was uh, fun, and then fast forward to Saturday, we had our ugly Christmas sweater ride for our little fundraising uh, thing that we're putting together to buy bikes for kids this Christmas. And my God, we had so many people show up for that. And How I many get, ended up showing up? When we were at our critical mass, there was mm. 53 people. From 53 Ooh. people. That's and that was not a good weather day. It was cold. It was cold. It was <laughs> chilly. I mean, but it was relatively dry. We got a right. little spritzing yeah. like right when we first started. But for the rest Went of the day, it was fast. it was pretty nice. That was so. a big group on the road. Yeah. It felt like. It was awesome. <laughs> it felt like we were taking over the city. It, it did. And Matt and I were thinking the exact same thing. I think he voiced it before I did. But um, people are like honking their horns and yelling and stuff yeah. and like usually it's like you know they're cursing you, at you yeah, yeah you stupid cyclists but it was cheering us on it's we like got those nice are, waves yeah, yeah. It, they were they were happy honks we yeah. got some happy honks and that that made my day it was it was a bit confusing like yeah are, are they are they angry at us so you need to be either a group of about a hundred riders or a group of one rider to not get not like five riders too many a hundred kind of cool yeah. you know i believe that was the first time that all four of us have ridden outside together that's true isn't I it? think so. I think, I think so. Where all four of us were on a ride together. We should have recorded it. We should have broadcast. We should have recorded something. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll have a lot of those coming up. Yeah, that was a, a just like the best day. I mean, I haven't had a day that made me that happy in quite some time. So thank you guys for coming out, and thank you to everybody who came out and made uh, kind donations to our little cause. We are up mm-hmm. to. Gosh, I think we're at like sixty five hundred dollars that we've oh raised gosh. for buying Good. bikes, and we're gonna be putting this order in probably about 10 days from now and that gives us a little bit more time to to, Mm -hmm. you know raise some more money so we can buy more bikes and helmets for these kids um i'm pretty sure that if all goes as well we should um goes as planned we should be able to buy about 25 bikes and helmets and these won't be your little rinky dink bikes that you can pick up at a box store these are some solid quality bikes that these kids can have for um years to come so how's the giveaway process gonna go so I'm working with um, the Salvation Army okay. is the one that's kind of helping us with the, the kids because they, they basically service a lot of these kids. The kids will come to them sometimes first thing in the morning before they go to school. They'll come to them afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're, they're feeding not only these kids, but the actual parents too because they're yep. having a hard time putting food on the table. Mm-hmm. So um, they're identifying the kids and they're giving me all of the, um, you know, the age and how uh, – big their head is for the helmet how yeah. tall they are so we can get the appropriate size bike and like some idea like just getting some color suggestions from yeah. them and then once we have that data we will place the order the bikes are going to come in we've got an army of people who have volunteered to come build those bikes and then we're setting up a date to go over there pretty darn close to christmas and we're going to basically hand everything over to the kids and we're going to do a little in-service on like, you know, making sure that they know how to ride the bike safely, how the bike works, make sure that the helmet fits them correctly and just let them kind of get acclimated to their bike and, and you know, just have a, a really fun process doing that. So now, I know you're not awesome. really into self-promotion, but I bet we could get the news there, too, when we deliver those bikes. That's a possibility. You know what? That would be cool. I, I'm not into promoting myself, but I would love to see that for just the community as a whole. Yeah. 
to see like what bicycles could do for a kid. Yeah. And that's going to be good for the cycling community to show that we're putting our best foot forward to take care of these kids and to promote the sport that we love. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind showing up with a camera, you know. Absolutely. Between the two mm-hmm. of us, taking yeah, some photos absolutely. or some videos and things like that. And then we could show, we could blend in some, because we, we have a lot of photos and videos from the actual bike ride also. So you can kind of mm-hmm. at least tell the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was about the wrap of my week, man. That's, I, that's I've got a smile. I've had a smile on my face for a couple of days. I had to get back on Zwift yesterday. I was like, grumble, 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 grumble. But <laughs> um, I, I can't go out and do it too often. I've got to be real picky and choosy. If I'm going to continue to be able to go outside, it's got to be dry and it needs to be, you know, safe routes. And I can't be doing a lot of stuff right. that's going to jeopardize my shoulder. But to know that I have the capacity to go out and do mm-hmm. that, my God, you have no idea how good that feels. It's it's awesome. I think not just you with a big smile on your face. I think everybody oh, yeah. else, and yes. probably a lot of you cannot have taken this. a smile off Jake's face that day. Oh, <laughs> that I, was I, that was the biggest smile I've seen Jake have in six I was months. At was, Lance. <laughs> I was looking at Lance, and he was just gleeful. Yeah. I was. It's true. Yeah. It was just like it's I've, funny yeah. too. Yeah. And I've got so many great friends, and I love our team and our community. Mm. I've gotten so many like texts and emails yeah. and Facebook messages, like, "Hey, it was so awesome to see you. Hey, can we go riding next Tuesday or can we ride <laughs> next weekend?" Or, like I've got all these ride invites. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, felt, we will get back out. And I posted a picture, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I was allowed to do that. <laughs> We're all good. We're all I, good. I, yeah. So, all right. Okay. Next in line, Mr. Lance Hepler, we're going to just going to continue around the table. Backpedal for us. First things first. Yes. I come bearing gifts. Oh, oh no. What? I'm scared. Handmade chocolates. Oh, Handmade chocolates my by the Heplers. Oh, oh my goodness. That? Dude. Oh, my god. It's gosh. hard to get it's on this list. I remember you talking okay. about these. Hold yeah. The, <laughs> the sticker, the custom sticker says, from Lance Romance. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, Happy my wife holidays. did that. So I didn't even realize she put that on there. I didn't it's even look so at good. it. That is I'll tell awesome. You what, the handwriting on that is pretty impressive. That, that would yeah. be brandy. Oh, look at that, brandy. Yeah. These things are yeah. awesome looking. And the little tag on there is yeah. a little bike wheel. Do you see that? Oh my oh, gosh, that's too cool. Look at the attention to detail. <laughs> I don't even want to eat these. I feel like I'm just gonna have to keep this thing and like. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can try those later, unless Thank you, you want to. Chew on Mike, and then Jake. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> take a swing. The podcast might go uh, silent for a yeah. moment there while I uh, turn off the microphones. <laughs> so yeah, a long family tradition, and I'm glad I got to share it with you guys. So Thanks, man. You did did, did everything go off without a hitch? There, it was. Uh, I don't know. The, <laughs> I remember you saying you're not allowed in the kitchen during that I process. Wasn't, right? I wasn't there. I was you're on the quality game. control team, though, aren't you? I, mean, I just helped kind of box them up a little bit. Is all so. Yeah, I let them, the, the real artists do all that stuff. <laughs> but honestly, the highlight of my week this week was the fact that I got to ride outside twice with Jake. So that was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool <laughs> that we got to do that. And and, you know, with this big group of 50, there was a section where uh, we kind of ramped it up. <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jake and I and uh, John Hatfield and Nate Scott, we kind of pulled off the front. And most of the reason we pulled off the front was because there was a slew of flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Kim conveniently yes. flatted at the same exact time. <laughs> But yeah, um, it was fun to kind of put some efforts down and uh, try to chase Jake once again. So <laughs> that was that was pretty cool to to see, and that was fun to do. So and that, I mean, those guys are like all. I mean, you guys are fit right now. 
So, Jake, if you're guess, you're in the that that mix, well, guess or guess who was pulling mix. off the front know, there too? Right? Well, he, Jake was not just in the mix. I know who's he guilty was, here. He was dropping people there. Well, there. There were four of us working together. We pulled a minute in front of everybody else. Yep. Um, we kind of backed off a little bit. Jake attacked, and um, <laughs> me and John were seriously working together to pull Jake back in. And couldn't do it. That's, oh, please. It's, no, we couldn't. We were not like This was your only chance to do that. Yes. It's his second me, ride back. This is the only chance you have. Me and John were rotating, trying to catch Jake, and we couldn't catch him. And this so. is on flats. So, it I mean, like, flat. this is, yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. really unfair to <laughs> those of us who <laughs> yeah. That motor I installed there is working awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So that was good. So that was very motivating. I wrote a whole bunch for the rest of the week. I put in like 16 hours last week. Oh, God nice. dang it. I was hoping that you would like slack <laughs> off this week or something. It was like super motivating. Like, oh, Jake's for real. All right. Uh-huh. All right. I need to put more hours in again. So, yeah, I had I had a good week on the bike. So it was fun. I even, um, yeah, that's the other thing. I finally got my gravel bike sorted out. So I've been uh-huh. having this. This is probably a good thing for people. I, I've had a creak in my bottom bracket area on my gravel bike that yeah. I could not figure out. Me and Jake have worked on it. We I've, threw the kitchen sink at that yes, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there was just a creak that just would not go away. I replaced the bearings. We took apart the whole bottom bracket. We put it all back together. We greased everything and it the creak would always come back. Well, we finally found what the problem was. And what the issue was was on the on the crank arm where the two front uh, chain rings bolt to the crank yeah. arm, there's a there's a there's a piece called the spider that is welded most of the time oh welded to the crank arm. That weld had broke. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Um, so you just need a new crank arm then? Yes, I okay. need a whole new crank arm. Yeah, and the yeah. weld had. Had broke That's almost. That's better than a frame issue, though, yeah, at least. Yeah. It yeah. was almost imperceptible. You couldn't tell when it was on the bike that it was moving just a little bit. So we had to take it all apart, and one mechanic just noticed, hey, this is moving more than it should be. And we, you know, it was all under warranty. We ordered a oh, new one, nice. and boom. Yeah, problem solved. That's wow. fun. That, that yeah. that's fun to find a problem like that though. Oh, too know. much horsepower for Mr. Lance. I know. That's what I was thinking too. How do you break a weld? Yeah, I can <laughs> promise you, I don't have that problem. <laughs> I don't even need to those, check that. If I, I, think, I think you have to put down over two thousand watts <laughs> to for that to even be an <laughs> issue. So, yeah. so Evan, we're safe. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> So other than that, I Zwifted way more than I wanted to. <laughs> Which was Tis once. the season. Tis oh, the it season. was like four times. Nice. I even Zwifted this morning before I came here. Jeez, good for you. So, man. And it was kind of crazy. I did this keep it simple aerobic threshold ride, and it was like 160 people, and literally it averaged 28 miles an hour. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. But in a flats, huge group yeah. like that in the flats, yeah. yeah, it was all moving pretty fast, but. Sounds like a PRR ride. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Evan Price, backpedal for us. All right. Well, there's there's one thing I wanted to bring. It's funny that you bring up sprinting there, Matt. So there's one thing I want to bring up here because this is never going to happen again for me, like ever. This this will never happen again, I'm saying right now. On that (laughs) ugly sweater ride, 
there was a moment where Lance on his old titanium 2002 light speed, correct? Light speed. That's a nice with, light. Titanium light speed. With just fenders solid. that were definitely rubbing on his tire. Yes. <laughs> goes to sprint away from the group up an overpass. So we'll pretend like it's a climb. We'll pretend like this is a finishing <laughs> climb here. I'm barely boxed in here, but I think, you know, I think if I'm ever going to beat Lance in a sprint, it's when he has a fender rubbing on his back tire. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I squeeze my way out and attempt to actually sprint. You know, like Matt, like when you're actually out oh, of yeah. the saddle and yeah. like in the drops and trying to like go side to side. Sprint? Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's, like, it. <laughs> it's, it's like barely above zone four, I think. Oh, yeah. No, you're okay. Put in zones yeah. for me. So <laughs> I actually passed Lance on this. And nobody else passed me. So I think I technically want to sprint that nobody cared about. But <laughs> for the record, I think that's technically Lancing Lance. I think barely. I, I did get I think lanced. it was barely. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like I blew 20 seconds into you, but I put about 10 yards into the finish into you. Did you post the ride to Strava? No. No, I did not. It doesn't no. count. So it didn't happen. It doesn't count. <laughs> because I did that segment by far the fastest of anybody that day. So you need to post it to Strava. You probably didn't even record it. No, I didn't record no. it. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get on me later about. But yeah, but yeah that ride was an absolute blast. Outside fun. of, I had two flats. But rear and then front. The yeah. roads, It was like, wasn't even the same. It was the rear and then the front later. Right? Vancouver yeah. Lake is terrible for I that. Know. They're yeah. renowned for the flats. And we yeah. were even joking. I don't know if you're standing right there riding with us when we were yeah. just getting into that area. I, Lance might have been there, but yeah, I think it was, it was Nate me. Scott. Or who was it? It was you, Mark me Reynolds. And, yeah. and yeah, there's... I basically said, what's the over-under going to be on flats for this big group that yeah. we have oh today? Gosh, so, yeah. And the, the, the bummer for me was I was excited to see Jake up there pulling as soon as we got to the lake. Yeah. So I bridged the gap up, and I'm like, oh, this is going to well, be fun, and then immediately flat as soon as Jake gets <laughs> well, there to the was, front. Remember, right before you bridged up there, there was someone else that got a flat, and we were like, okay, it was just right at the start of the you know, yeah. point where we might pick up the pace. Like, are we going to regroup or whatever? So you and I were like, hey, there's a oh, flat. Oh, it was a, a karma flat. thing for us, wasn't it? And, I know. And then <laughs> you kind of bridged up, and I think you were going to go tell him, like, hey, there's a flat. But they were like, no, we're going. It's yeah. Was, and then was, I was like, all right, I'll stay fun. with him. And then I flatted. So. Which was fine because there was like a bazillion other flats. And oh, yeah. It was Everybody nice was you guys flat. had a chance to. It's still so much fun, though. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, we told everybody before the ride that that was going to be the section. Yep. The only section that would be spirited and that we would regroup yeah. out for the, the group photo. But. And yeah, I mean, it's right. I mean, there's a flat section and then it's right there for regrouping. And we actually yep. took our time for the photo op. Yep. Things like that right by the river, yep. which is absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. We'll post a picture um, to the Facebook group for the podcast sure, of, the, yeah. of this ugly sweater picture, mm-hmm. God, which is probably. I was also wearing like an ugly t-shirt for the right. It looked like a sweater, but it's actually a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need to find like a good solid, like cycling sweater for next year. I don't know. That might hold you back. And uh, that's true. Lance could yeah, take it's not aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a big floppy sweater <laughs> that was hanging down below my butt. It's the only <laughs> reason. It's the only reason Evan was able to get that's away why, from That's it. why it Evan got me on the overpass. It was. Yeah. It was. Well, I definitely think that fender played a part. But yeah. <laughs> I, I had keep... so many layers on that day. I, I had I hadn't ridden outside in so long. Yeah. And then it's like cold. And I'm like, it was I don't want to be day. cold. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a cold day. I had, including the sweater, I think it was like, we'll call it four and a half layers on. Yeah. 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 I, I will keep my backpedal pretty quick. I had a very nice week. Also did the ugly sweater ride. Um, hit Zwift a lot. You know, just a whole bunch of easy rides. Just kind of keeping keeping pace and a lot of swimming. I think I six s- times this yeah, week. Yeah, I think I swam six times this you week. You swam me this week. Nice. Um, I ran uh, two miles. Yeah, not a lot of running, but there's That'll something. Come. Something. That'll come. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely highlight was uh, being able to bike. 
with Mr. Jake Von During, for sure. Definitely highlight of the week. I'm glad that I could oblige. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do, uh, you know what, before we start to get into topics, I think what we want to do is just roll through any regroups. If anyone has any sort of errors and omissions or regroups, now is the time. I do Mr. have Lance. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do uh, share. Again, so last week we, we shared a, a top 10 list. What was it about? Top 10 reasons I think it, I to think help it was, you win? winter training or something yes yeah okay yeah and then we we, we also had a previous list talking about why golfers aren't as cool as cyclists yes, but yes. Yeah. Also correct. <laughs> so uh, of course my friend ryan uh texts me his uh top 10 ways to train through the winter in vegas because ryan lives oh. in las vegas mm. so he shared this top 10 does it snow in vegas dumb question yeah i don't very know. rarely very okay. rarely okay yeah uh, number one, schedule a training camp in preparation for your official training camp. <laughs> Which we didn't talk about. Oh my God. We're all training for the training camp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, these are the top 10 ways to train through the winter in Vegas. Lots and lots of sunscreen. Bastard. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, sunglasses to protect your eyes from the UV rays. <laughs> oh my gosh. Four, when you meet another writer and want to talk about the weather and find yourself confused, just say, what a lovely spring we're having this winter. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Vegas is a desert valley, and when you go to the valley, you must hydrate. Number six, Vegas is a desert. You also must moisturize. Number seven. When like it, your skin? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when it rains during the winter, you take the day off because school is going to be canceled so the kids can play in it. And you oh would my want gosh. to be there for that. <laughs> Number eight, when riding, you should watch for ice. Stopping in a convenience store to add ice to your water bottle. <laughs> oh, my it's gosh. A totally good oh, ice. That's a good one. <laughs> Number nine, for Lance. We know it's warm. We know it's Vegas, but pants are still required. <laughs> And number 10, whenever it hits the 60s, you should really put on a jacket and leg warmers. Oh, <laughs> man. That That's is true. Fantastic. I mean, people who like stay in the, like my buddy who lived out in Arizona for a while, like he, when he rides out in 45 degree weather now, he's got ever like you would think it's snowing yeah, out the right. way he's dressed. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that is just a reminder, folks, that uh, if you do respond to us, we're probably going to share it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So please yeah. leave your comments and warnings and yeah i talked to a couple of listeners yeah last night there was um like a a dialed cycling or dialed triathlon group kind of get together i talked to a couple people that listen to the podcast just amazing it was super cool to chat with them they were talking about the podcast a little bit they all know us super well it's just awesome talking to folks and i was like you have to send an email in because like we'll read it like we love having feedback you know any sort of feedback is definitely welcome in fact you know if you guys are listening now go ahead and just pause us um, go ahead and, you know, if, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, uh, hop over to iTunes, rate our podcast, you know, between five stars and five stars. Yes, yeah. Five somewhere five. in yeah. between there. I think those are the only two uh, options. But, and, yeah. and then come back and resume the podcast. We will wait for you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then think of something we've done wrong and comment on there. <laughs> send, send us an email about that. We'll definitely uh, we'll have more content for our errors and omissions or our regroups. It will all be Evan related to yes. us. Huh? Evan. Yes. <laughs> yes, do. Anything, and troll Evan. Anything numbers based, please tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> all right. So for our first topic, what I actually thought we might want to do is roll through and just talk about what data fields we have on our bike computers. So I asked folks to bring their um, bike computers to the podcast, uh, and you guys can actually, you know, if you want to, you don't have to go through every screen, but just if there's something interesting or if there's, um, you know, a particular screen that you use a lot, 
uh, go ahead and let us know what it might be. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, start your garments. Start your garments. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go. Oh, I'll go first actually, because oh, mine's wait. already been on. Evan, yeah. where's your garment? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So- first of all, <laughs> Evan doesn't believe in computers. Right. He, they are the work of the devil, yeah. and it's a fad that's going to pass. Does anybody? Here's something Digital. for heirs, no missions in the future. Okay. What was the group of people that during the industrial revolution used to just destroy machines because they hated technology? This is more for this the listeners. Is killing me. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think of it at some point, but, um, no. I use a sundial on my computer. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it gives me roughly the time of day that I'm at and I can basically guess intervals in 15 minute increments. Like, so <laughs> this is why I can't sprint is because I don't know if I've been sprinting for a minute or so. Based on the sun, I think yeah. I'm going about 27 miles about an hour. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I actually do have a bike computer that I use on the trainer. Uh, mostly I just look at Watts. I don't use heart rate as much anymore, but my screen does have heart rate percentage. I go watts, FTP percentage, lap time, total time. Those are the only four screens that matter on there. That's it? Yep, that's it. I don't look at cadence. And that's only on the trainer? That's only on the trainer. And what do you do when you're outside? Distance, time, speed. Okay. Yeah, those three. Distance, time, and speed, huh? Lance, mm-hmm. what do you got? Um, the screen I look at all the time has seven things up on it. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah. So the main one is speed for me. Um, and then I also have average speed because I'm because I'm always competing against myself. So go figure. And then distance. Um, and then the two things I'm looking at all the time are power and heart rate. So I have those two things on there. Um, I also have elapsed time and I also have time of day. I keep right. that on my front screen too mm-hmm. because you got to know when you got to get back to work. Yes, I need to know when I get back to work, <laughs> or if I know what time the race is supposed to start. Uh, I'm warming up, and I'm always looking at that, and so I'm not having to look at something else. Um, or if you know when sunset is going to be, I'm racing sunset. You're racing the sun. Yeah, you're so, always racing. Racing the sun. Do you have a certain mile per hour that you need to hit on each ride, or you're going to be mad at yourself? No. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. No. <laughs> But, you know, I'm in a group, I'd like to be over 20, you uh-huh. know, but yeah. if I'm by myself, and yeah, you know, if I'm climbing, I want it to be over 18, 18, and yeah. if it's flat, I'd like it to be close to 20 as well, but, mm. but sometimes I'm sightseeing and it's 15, you know, <laughs> so it's all good. How about you, Matt? What's on yours? Yeah. Um, okay. So this, this whole like topic was a total like, um, attempt to get a lot of information from you guys because I am going to make a video over like you know how to change your screens and like exactly what screens I have and then the other part of it was that um, I had recently like reset my Garmin so all my screens were completely shot uh, compared oh, to where that I happens before. when you reset it yeah well oh, if good. you restore to factory then yeah oh. uh, which is what I did for this one uh, I have the Garmin 820 which we've definitely talked about I made a, a separate video of this about why I dislike this computer um, and I think all of us kind of have had this one and didn't love it, or some of us at I least. have it now. It's oh, you fine, do? but okay. I'm also not the person to probably be asking. It's the, so. it's yeah. the touch screen. I, I had it's it. It's not and terrible, but it's a, right. it's a stinker when you compare it to the other ones. Yep. yep. When yep. your hand gets sweaty, it is like impossible to swipe the screen. Yeah. yeah. You're done. And yeah. if you compare that to the one that Lance has in his hand, he has the 1030. The touch screen is infinitely better on the 1030, in my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is I, uh, you know, I shouldn't say this, but like I sweat on it and it like changes the screen or yeah. like it'll, it'll switch over to some screen that I, or it'll start changing data fields. I, it'll start that to, was the problem that I had with it. And I just, I can't stand yeah. that. Yeah. And then to add insult to injury, when you're 
right here in the Pacific Northwest, and right. we've got our crappy weather during the winter time. You've got thick gloves on. You can never scroll yeah. between the pages. Like yeah. your the touch screen just didn't work well enough when you had a glove on. So it was just yeah. a, a super pain in the butt. So um, what I did was I actually uh, went through here, and, and I'll talk about my screen. I have um, different activity profiles that I'm going to try. I'm going to see if this is better. Uh, I think the way most people use this is like you might have um, like a racing profile or you might have um, like a training profile. Uh, and what I'm going to try and do is have basically like um, a no power profile, power profile, race profile, workout profile, and like traveling profile. So like five different profiles based on like kind of more stuff that I want and then really simplify the the screens or use less screens because I think if I'm sweating on stuff and it's changing screens, I think that might be the the most annoying thing that I might be able to avoid by just like you basically using one or two screens. So um, two screens, one with the kind of information that I want to look at currently and then at the end of ride, like the second screen would just be summary stuff. So Lance, kind of like you on my summary screen, I have something like, I don't know, eight different options. Yeah. So that would be like, um, you know, at the end of the ride, I might want to see like average cadence, distance, average heart rate, total ascent, average power, normalized power, time, total time, um, average speed, TSS, which I don't know if any of you guys care about that, but sure. Um, and then kilojoules, you know, just for kicks. Yeah. Um, so what's TSS <clears throat> for people who don't know? So TSS is uh, your training stress score. And um, like a quick kind of easy way to think about it is if you were to ride, you know, for one hour at your FTP, which would be extremely hard for all of us, you would score 100 TSS points. Uh, however, if you were to ride, you know, like at half your FTP for an hour, that'd be 50 points. But you could go two hours at half your FTP and that would again be 100 TSS points. So it's a way to um, figure out how much stress your you did in a particular ride but then you can also use that number to actually calculate your um, training stress for an entire week or mm -hmm. your accumulated fatigue or all these different things that you can use that metric to kind of see how your training's going how much training volume you're actually doing because you know for me right now i'm doing a ton of easy stuff right where it's like i'll go ride an hour a day and it's all easy it's not a lot of tss points there uh, and it's a better metric than you know just looking at like the hours that i'm doing because for lance if he were to do 10 hours they would be all hard and his you know his training stress would be higher than my easy seven hours i think some people look at there. tss a little bit too seriously i think i think yes. they take it as an actual an there's actual metric. There's no good longitudinal study that they base TSS off of. Well, and that it's kind of a guesstimated idea. Yeah, absolutely. Is what they're looking at because your FTP is always going to be changing. Yeah, and if you're not constantly updating that, then your TSS points mm -hmm. are going to be off. It's it, yeah. it's a good. There's like entirely too many factors. Like here's here's my thing that I think the, the the problem is that some people are using it as, oh my TSS has hit this certain threshold. Right. I need off days now or I need recovery days. Right. I'd much rather if I'm coaching somebody, them taking morning resting heart rate and how do you feel? Yeah. I know it sounds easy, but how do you feel? If yeah. you feel super fatigued today, but your TSS says you're still below that threshold for the week, I'd rather you just take the rest day. Then. Take that even a step further. It's like, actually, yeah, go do your workout. And if you fail or if you feel like exactly. your legs are like, lead then we take the day yeah. then you take yep. the day exactly because so, sometimes like you're not going to feel it and then you get on the bike and all of a then sudden you do feel good eh, yeah, yeah right. everything kind of comes around for you like all right i'm glad i did that i usually yeah. tell my runners like go run two miles and after two miles like assess your 
you know, how you're feeling. Like, mm-hmm. don't assess it right now or whatever yeah. it is. Like, you may feel great after two miles and you may want to go get your long run in or whatever it is. But if you feel horrible, turn around. Call yeah. it good. Yeah. Yeah. Same for, thing with biking, right? Yeah. Like you can That's easily... where a power meter comes in beautifully because yeah. mm-hmm. that will tell you a lot of stuff. When you go into a ride, you got to give it at least 20 or 30 minutes to get yeah. your body yeah. warmed up. And then after that time, if you're mm-hmm. still not producing the watts, listen to your body. If yeah. something's up, you might need some rest. You might be getting sick. You could be dehydrated. It could be a myriad of things. Yeah. Listen to your body and watch that number and pay attention to it. Um, yeah. I still think TSS is a good metric and it's yeah. something I want to use more in the future. Yeah. Um, just because I think, you know, there, there's real, there's real nice, it's just a, it's another tool for sure. And I know I get that it's completely a a made up metric. Yeah. Right. But it's a tough thing in triathlon to use too. Okay. So, um, that's the problem for there, there are little, you know, again, just like any of this stuff, like you're Mm -hmm. kind of making up numbers to add in and right. So it's like for swimming, you know, you can kind of like come up with some numbers that are yeah. TSS related, yeah. you know, and, and same thing with running. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I mostly use it for cycling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jake, what do you got on your, on your bike computer? I am going to win the competition of most things on my primary screen here. I think I remember I've got, this before. Yeah, a I've lot. got 10 things on there and Jeez. people will look at my stuff and like, why in the world do you have all that on there? Well, it, I, I like data. I like that stuff because it tells me a lot. It tells me what's going on. I can't see that small. <laughs> yeah. That's I why I can't process that many things yeah. at once. I keep, <laughs> I keep one screen super simple and then I have that summary yeah. screen. So I do have a super simple thing for when I'm doing yeah. like a workout yeah. or if I'm in a race, uh, I will have the more simplified screens yeah. and I can toggle between those. But, um, you know, the basic stuff like time of day, that's obvious for, I got a lot of things going on in life, got kids and family and friends and all that other stuff. And I've got, you know, my schedule, I've got a mm-hmm. mind and, and then I've got time for the elapsed time of the ride so I can figure out how long I'm going for. Um, I like to look at things like total ascent and I like to look at distance and I like to look at average speed and heart rate. Um, but the most important things on there for me are the, the power related numbers. Uh, I, I Three second power is really important because you get a nice smooth power number so you know what kind of work you're putting in. Do you in. guys all use three second average? I yeah. use 10. You use 10? Okay. I yeah. actually don't know why I use 10. I think it was just the first option that came up for me, but yeah, yeah. I use 10. If you're using like power just as it is, I'm, I think all of us would probably recommend that you use something slightly different than that just because that number jumps yeah. so yeah. much. It's smooth. It three, does. Yeah. Three I second have, average is I nice. have one screen that has actual. actual power and then another screen that has three second power Yeah. because sometimes I like to look at, can I hit... Right, fifteen hundred watts for, for a second in this one. Maybe this is why my sprints are terrible, is because I'm always looking at that ten second number. <laughs> You'll <laughs> never see fifteen hundred ever yeah. for ten seconds. Well, you in can my life put a data point on there, like the maximum watts put out for yes. that particular ride. So yeah. that's probably not a bad idea for you to put on there, as opposed to trying to stare at your screen to put down fifteen hundred <laughs> watts, and all of a sudden you're running into the side of a you know a car or something Just like that, staring at the actual yeah. power. Yeah. You go put your effort down, and then go back and look and yeah. see. All right, what did I hit? They had that. They also have that max power number that you should yeah. just throw yeah. in your summary screen and yeah. save your yeah it's on a separate <laughs> screen where I have a few other things oh, like yeah. cadence and temperature and stuff so like that. So the three second power to keep things nice and smooth. I've got normalized power which yeah. is really important for us to know what's going on with our power for that particular ride and then I have kilojoules. I'd like to have kilojoules on there for a couple different reasons because if you're not properly fueling yourself and kilojoules will almost mm-hmm. directly correlate to the number of calories that you've burned. That's just another way for me to make sure that I'm keeping myself in yeah imbalance with uh, the food intake so um but yeah what 
what does kilojoules tell you? Because I've always just completely ignored that. I Total workload. Know. I mean, that's yeah. the number of that, that's the amount of work that you've put into that that workout. Like how many kilojoules you joules burned? Is, joules is literally a measurement of work of, of work and power. Okay. So, mm-hmm. like if you went out and did a ride, you know, say thirty miles, and you came back and you said that you're total kilojoules was like 900 and I went out and did the same ride and I went at it really hard. I can put out 1300 kilojoules and I put in more work than you did. And it also tells me because if you do the math and you look at the number of calories that you burn, it will just kind of tell you how many calories you burned as well. So it kind of gives you like a dual purpose um, there in terms of what you did. Okay. So, and then I've got other screens too for like when I'm in race situations, it's pretty much looking at power. Mm-hmm. I like to look at normalized power as well because I can tell, mm-hmm. and I like to look at the kilojoules. And then do you I, have your cadence on that screen? I do not. You don't? No, I've so, got it. I'm pretty keen on that. Um, here's, here's I probably the, should though, to be honest. Should with you? you though, I mean, like I don't know. It's for 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 me at least from the time trialing world. I've seen so many different variations in training of really successful time trialists at low cadence and high cadence. Mm-hmm. That I mean isn't just the watts at the watts your perceived exertion and your heart rate the more important like things well, to be looking at. They there. are, but yeah. I think that you want to have a nice balance of everything because yeah. I don't want to be mashing. I don't want to have my cadence yeah. be too low yeah. and I'm working more difficultly than I should be because yeah. I'm going to burn myself out. I'm going to fatigue a muscle yeah. group, so I want to keep that cadence up just a touch. And do you guys do workouts based on cadence? I do every once in a while, but I don't look at the cadence. No. I just go like, we're going 30, high cadence right now, cadence. and then we're going low cadence. Yeah. And I don't really care. Like what? Think, it's 100 to maybe 60 would be the drop between the two. Cadence is a really big deal to triathletes and time trialists, but for cyclists, not yeah. quite so much. Well, I mean, it's changing so much throughout the ride yeah. to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because if, if I'm, if I'm a triathlete and I'm, and I'm pushing it 60 RPM, I'm going to be burning my quads and I'm not going to run well. So you want to be going at 85 or 90 RPM the whole way. So that's why I think cadence is more important to triathletes, but for cyclists, for me, not so much. I like to go back and look at the cadence Numbers. numbers afterwards, especially when you're comparing it to a race. Mm-hmm. or a race to like a just a standard ride my cadence in a race is always always higher mm-hmm. at least like eight e- or ten RPMs. even for me in a time yeah. trial it's a lot higher than yeah. training yeah so that's just kind of a nice little thing to go back and look and that's the beautiful about part about a bike with a power meter that, that has the cadence sensor built into it using a computer you can go back and break down so much of it and it will tell yeah. a story and you can look at how you did and and you'll know that if you left stuff out there on the course that you need to clean up. You can go back and look at the numbers and you can basically say, all right, I know that that's what I did wrong. I can change that in my workouts. And once I get out to start racing again, I can make those changes and hopefully have a better outcome. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of data and it's nice that the, you know, these computers are recording everything and then you can kind of dive into different parts of it. Yeah. So, all right. The other thing that, that the other screen that I always toggle to is the, the Garmin 1030 has a great, map yeah on it and when i'm in new places yep actually even when i'm not in new places i'm always toggling over to the map screen to see do i want to turn here or do i want to turn at the next one or and because this has navigation on it right that works really well so i'm i'm looking at the map screen a lot yeah and i don't travel anywhere close as much as lance romance i mean in this international man of mystery it's just <laughs> I, I i pretty much know the routes that i'm going so i i'm trying to eliminate the map screen from a lot of my options yeah unless i have like that one travel you know activity profile but yeah 
I have one other screen that's kind of yeah for the nerds out there. Um, I use DIT, which is electronic yeah. shifting in my bike, and I've got this little. We've talked about it in past um, podcasts, but it's the little Bluetooth transmitter for the DIT system. It's the what do they call it? The fly something? Yeah, it just it it's just it plugs in line with it, and it will broadcast to your Garmin. That's what I particularly use. I don't know if they have it for Wahoo or not, or some of the other computers out there. But um, I can actually get a screen where it will show me what my battery level is in my bike. Yep. You know, there's nothing worse than being out there and all of a sudden your battery dies um, and you lose like the ability to shift your front or worst case scenario, like total shifting at all and you're riding a single speed back. So battery, um, how much battery level is left in there? Um, I can look at gear ratios. I can look at gear combinations and I can correlate that to my three second power, which is kind of neat. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I can it, just kind of playing with the numbers a little bit to figure out where you're putting where you're getting the best like cadence where you you know what gear combination you're in what the gear ratio is and just how that feels and you just play with it a little bit more and it just gets you a little bit more in tune with your bike so dang i know it's pretty cool i don't have one of those little adapter pieces but it's a it's really small and it just goes in line with in between your rear derailleur and your you know yeah battery, it I just guess. it's it requires an extra little e-tube cable that's maybe three or four inches long and then yeah. it's the little device itself it's super simple to plug in there it costs about Oh gosh, ninety bucks. I want to say ninety to one hundred dollars for those two pieces, and plug it in, and for it to, um, you know, basically sync up with your Garmin. It's super simple, and if you have all of the electronic shifting, that stuff all has firmware in there that needs to be updated. And as they, you know, mm -hmm. push forward with technology, you want to make sure that you keep all that stuff updated. So it will allow your phone to connect to your bike and make all of those firmware updates. Um, just for, it's probably worth it just for that. Yeah. And then the thing that I absolutely love about it is the fact that on the newer Ultegra and DI2 um, shift hoods, there's mm -hmm. a button up on the top and you can actually scroll between your screens, which for me, yeah. that solved a lot of problems oh, for cool. the winter months where you don't want to be fussing around with little buttons or a touch screen that's being yeah. sensitive. You can actually just push the button and you can toggle between the screens so that you can see the different things on your device or your computer and um you know proceed accordingly so for me i've got like my if i'm doing intervals and i want to see like my lap times and my power that i'm putting out or if i want to get back to the other screen or if i want to look at the map to see where i'm at and for navigation purposes you just push a button and you're scrolling back and forth between them pretty, pretty nice i know the nice, future's here nice things nice things <laughs> evan come join us in the future <laughs> i'm gonna go destroy get off my lawn with your technology <laughs> Okay, so uh, last topic of the day that I thought we might discuss is um, Strava's end-of-year stats. Uh, Strava each year puts out um, just a small, like, well, small, 37-page PDF uh, <laughs> of, you know, kind of just interesting stats. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's some fun stuff in here. Uh, I sent the link out to these folks just a little while ago, so... Um, I don't know if you guys want to go through and kind of talk about, you know, something that you found interesting well, in there. For or? starters, just looking at Strava as on the whole, oh, yeah. uh, how many people actually use this around the world? Just it's staggering. I mean, they have what, 36 million athletes who updated rides or runs or uh, uploaded whatever it is that they do in 2018. That is phenomenal. I mean, that's a big, big community of people using Strava in this platform. And what's cool is they take all of this data and they provide us with this really cool report. So thank you, Strava. Thank you, Strava. Yeah. And they do it each year. And it's a little weird because, yes, it's December and it's kind of like end of year type stuff. But the year's not over. But um, they, I think what they do is they take like uh, August through September or they do something weird. Like the dates that they choose are not exactly what you would expect. Like it's not a January 1st thing. So 
It's like a financial calendar or something I like don't that. No, <laughs> I'm not sure why they chose in you know which dates or whatever. But I, I know that you know they have the data obviously <laughs> good to go here in December. Um, but it doesn't necessarily um, capture Evan's latest greatest. So ride. many, so many algorithms here. I'm just like looking through these numbers. Like, yeah, Matt, who comes? Is this just people like you who just sit there and just know math uh, super good? Uh, at one point when I was in college, you know, I haven't told very many people this. I I worked in sports information, mm-hmm. and one of our jobs was just like, you know watch a basketball game and come up with weird stats that you could write about. And <laughs> oh, it was always that's my some, favorite thing when the announcers are like, Oh, that's the first yeah. time he scored the first bucket of the second quarter exactly. since 1972 it's, or it's something all crazy. stuff like that. It'd be like yeah. in the last three minutes of the second quarter, we were perfect <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the first time the, ever. <laughs> the Richmond spiders absolutely destroyed <laughs> you know, for those three minutes. We were on point. Yeah. No. But, well, um, it's pretty cool though, that they derived all of this yes. information from 36 million athletes in 195 different countries. And they compiled this over 6.67 billion miles. That's that is crazy. an astounding. How many times around the world? Staggering that? number. I mean, that's gotta be a lot of times around the world, right? <laughs> A lot of miles. Few. Oh my gosh. So, so here's here's yeah. my thing with this. Who is run commuting? I know. There's one of the little segments. I, I would love commute. for somebody to comment on there and be like, I run commute. Oh, I'd I do be it all like, the time. I will yeah. eat it. You run do down not, the, Jake. Run down the <laughs> stairs and into the office. Yeah. <laughs> I run from my car into the office when it's cold, but does that count? Is oh, yeah. that we're counting it? The the average distance for run commute globally and in America, it was the same, is four point one miles. That's, I mean, I'm just thinking like, like you, you and me will do morning runs all the time, but yeah, like, are you carrying stuff to work with you? Stuff. I I just always think of commute as like you're carrying, you know, clothes or maybe if you're a personal trainer, you can just like run sweaty in and nobody cares. Or, or you have, you know, showers at your workplace Yeah, in a locker. Maybe, maybe there's, you would need a locker. So so this is international data and I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if like there's a certain, I don't know. European country that's like, yeah, we all run to work. <laughs> Just the I entire country. I can't think of this. Is why the Kenyans are killing us in, uh, in distance running to work. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, uh, Lance. Anything you found interesting in here? Uh, yeah, you know, there was a, a section on the most popular segments, Strava segments, um, across the world and in the U.S. And the most popular segment in the U.S. was um, the Central Park Loop. In uh, in mm-hmm. in New York City, and um, there were f- over four hundred thousand attempts right on this loop, and I thought, oh my gosh, that many people bike. You were like that that bike path must be absolutely crazy. Well, I actually did it last year. I did go oh. ride that loop Was in real year? life. In real life, yes, yes, yes. and. And I thought, oh my goodness, there's that many cyclists that actually do it. And I thought, okay, maybe there is because you have all these people that live in New York City. What is there? Is it 7 million or is it 14 million? I don't know how many people live in New York City in Manhattan, on the island of Manhattan, but it's. We'll come back to that. Yeah. It's millions. (laughs) Too many. (laughs) A couple. And I'm wondering, okay, so if people who bike, where are they going to bike? They're going to have to go to Central Park, most likely. There's there's some other places to bike, but they're going to be doing that. But then the most popular global segment, which is almost 500,000 attempts. Wait, wait, wait. Let's take guesses because I haven't looked yet. Has anybody else looked? Oh, I'm, I'm going to. I know where this is going and it's probably London or something Jake, like that. Jake, do you know? I, I'm going to recuse myself. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm gonna, I already know. I'm I don't guess know the, somewhere in France. Okay. It's got to be like Alpe d'Huez or something. No, it's, it's, in, it's in London. London? It's, oh. it's, so, so, it's Box Hill right. in London. Oh, yeah. Okay, wow. so if it's Box Hill in London and it's Central Park in New York City, that's because this is from Zwift. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, is it though? <laughs> Does that count when they compile this? That it's got to. It's got there's to. There's no way that there's no way that that many people are doing Box you know, Hill. New York yeah. and Box Hill. Okay, well, no five hundred thousand people have done Box Hill. That's true. Last year, in support in against your little claim there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't for, for New York, they just opened up that land on Strava. I'm sorry, not Strava, but Zwift. Um, back at the beginning of October. Yeah, but every, every so, time New York's open, and it was open a lot for for like. Di- it was a whole week, a week, like that, yeah. but everybody did it. Matt just got done telling us that the calendar started or started oh, yeah. and finished That's like true. in September. So yeah. that would, I that still, would remove I st- that from contention. Yeah. I still think that this is not real, it's real too, life data. It's too There's much no of way. a coincidence. There's no way with London. And then another stat that they posted in this, you know, Strava, whatever you're in review thing was that there's more Strava uh, posts from indoor rides than outdoor rides. To me, I think really? that's crazy. I was very surprised by that stat. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised by that too. I was very surprised. I was, you know, unless I read it wrong, which is possible. Well, because yeah. initially I thought I what? I need to go to London and ride yeah. Box Hill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your land romance. That popular, You've got I, one of the two most popular rides. You're right. missing the second most I popular. I need to ride. go to London to do this other popular ride, but then I'm I'm pretty sure. So it's here's right. another thing. Well, I'm sorry. Just yeah, step no, on some But go ahead. if you think about like the popularity of Zwift, I mean they're. I think they're like what, like three quarters of a million subscribers yeah. or something like that. And how many times have people ridden through London and then they've gone and done Box Hill? There's a popularity component there. So how many people make that a point of destination to go ride their bike because they want That's to? Say they did it in real yeah. life, and they have actually. I think was it GCN who did it, mm-hmm. but they they actually had two guys race. One guy was yeah. on Box Hill, and one guy was on Zwift, and they were doing it like concurrent <laughs> yes. with each other. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. So, um, yeah. That's why we love Jesus. So, so here's something else. I'm, I'm yeah. going to call out all American men here and then congratulate American women. So globally, they took the average speed of every ride yes. done. Globally, the men averaged 13.7 miles per hour. American men compared to that 13.4. That's embarrassing. 0.3 miles an hour below the average right there. <laughs> Dang it, America. We need to get faster. Well, but the American women, this is why they win gold medals and we don't, is women 12.6 miles per hour in America, globally 12.1. They're killing it. Let me just, 0.5 above I have, that. I have a point to that. Let too. me just go piss back. off some internationals. America's, <laughs> Americans are riding uphill. We uh. do, not, do not go downhill. <laughs> we only go uphill and we ride in the snow Both the ways. majority of the time. Both ways, yeah. <laughs> America's tough as hell. Okay. If I can make a point to that, though, a valid point. What? I think that in Europe or around the country... Yeah. Road cycling is much, much more prevalent, much more popular. Mm -hmm. And I think mountain biking basically makes up a a pretty big percentage. I wouldn't say that it overtakes that of like road cycling here in the United States, but I think it's a higher population of people. And you're, if you're riding at 13 miles an hour on a a typical mountain bike ride, you're flying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'd say that more times than not, you're probably closer to like nine, 10, 11 miles an hour. Yeah. So on that note, I think that um, that could maybe skew those numbers just a touch, but that's just me. Just playing devil's advocate. Here's another. Now, now we're going to the age argument here. Guess the longest distance per ride for men. Guess what age bracket has that title? Forty to forty-nine. Oh, 
no older. It's sixty really? to sixty nine. I saw this. Yes. Oh, I shouldn't say sixty stuff that I to sixty nine. Yeah. And and they had like the most. Um, and it's not the even most... close. They're they're killing everybody else. Yeah. That one was. They had the longest duration and the longest rides, and they had something interesting. Like I always thought that was really interesting that that age yeah. group, sixty to sixty nine, was crushing it. And then your age group and my age group. Not good. Time We're and resources. The yeah. <laughs> time and resources right there. They've got the money to buy nice bikes and the time to go ride them. So. Seventy plus is beating my age group. What is this? And not and by a lot. Twenty six point two, twenty point nine for my age group. The only people that oh. are your age that are riding bikes are like hipsters that are riding. People have thick, nothing better to fixed, do. Fixed, yeah. Fixed gear, fixed gear to the coffee shop. And that's it. I'm tired of that beard. I'm tired of the fixed gear to the coffee shop. Put your head down, get some gears, and go uphill oh. fast. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, that that average speed for America needs to come up. I, I agree with Jake though. It's gotta be some mountain biking stuff too. I mean, with how much, you know, people in the Colorado, Utah, Arizona area that do tons of mountain biking, California too. Yeah. Well, if I'm wrong, that's still a pretty cool stat. I like that. Yeah. 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 Lance, if you post an emoji in your title. <laughs> <laughs> you're likely to get two times as many kudos. Dang it! I am. I am not a. Uh, you're not an emoji. I'm not an emoji uh, poster. No. An emoji. Okay. I'm not an emoji. But you will be. Now, I'm gonna have to step it up. There yeah. was another something in there I couldn't actually find it, but it was something like photos was like seven times more likely to get. If you kudos. post a photo. Yeah, and you you post a lot of photos, so. I post too many photos. No, it's good. And funny ride titles is another one, so you can hit. You're checking two of the three boxes, Lance. You can <laughs> up your kudo game so much more by just adding a little emoji in here. Emoji would. Yeah. Again, my personal self worth is tied to how many kudos <laughs> I get. We know. We know. So. Uh, the the number one um, emoji though is a little running icon though. So um, mm. that oh, kind of yeah. that, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> average <laughs> running pace. Average running pace was like nine. Were you looking at nine thirty? It was about nine forty, nine forty five, yep. which feels a little slow, but I think that's okay. That's okay. Um, average duration of a run was like 50 minutes, which I thought was pretty good. That's pretty high. I know. That's I would, very I was good. thinking more like 30. So I bet the ultra marathoners really spiked that one up. Yeah. You had some yeah. outliers of people running and then three like, hours at a time. The most popular race for runners was like a half marathon, which is pretty good. You yeah. Know, these, I like that. I, I don't know. People these, are starting to run. People. people are starting to run more and more and more and more. There, There's definitely a massive up in recreational running over the last 20, 30 years. That's good. That means more future cyclists after they break exactly. down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you guys do a turkey trot? That was another pretty popular thing on there. It was. Yeah. I biked a turkey trot. <laughs> you, you, oh, I, I did. That's my speed. That's my boy, yeah. Matt. I biked along <laughs> beside yeah. the runners. I, I ran my own race. race. <laughs> Off you? a red eye. <laughs> did you do your like um, basement sweat workout thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. We did that. You're crazy. I'll tell you what. I hit better numbers than I ever had in the past. That was fun to see. Nice. Yeah. A lot of sweating, <laughs> a lot of turkey eating after that. Uh, women are posting more photos than guys, according mm. to Strava stats. Why are you looking at me, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking at you. Looking at We're me. all looking at you. So Lance should definitely start adding emojis <laughs> need to and start tons of pictures. <laughs> and more pictures. <laughs> oh. So let's see. Group activities. Yeah. Demographics is an interesting one to look at. Yeah, it is. The, the most... Active in groups is the 50 to 59 age group, which kind of oh, makes sense. Cool. I mean, usually you have more friends in your life when you're 50 to 59, right? Maybe. Because you lived longer. I don't know. I'm not 50. I don't know these things. Don't know. We don't have friends. I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally half the age of this age demographic. I don't know a thing about them. Group group activities tend to be 10% longer and 20%. Wait, duration 10% longer, yeah. distance 20% longer. 
That's because conversation takes away the pain, right? I don't know. It's good. I don't know. I've, it just, I don't know. It's one of those things we've talked about this a bunch of times, you know, find like-minded yep. people and connect yep. with them and you're just going to end up doing more work, more volume. Shared um, pain's half the pain. And usually like somebody will set, like, like when you've got more people coming, especially the person that's organizing the ride, they, they want to make it a little bit more lofty of a, a goal for what they want to go out and do. And they want to mm-hmm. do something a little bit more, you know, like, Hey, look at me. Or like we, we did this big, awesome ride. So I think on a whole, because you're getting a group of people together and those people want to go out there and improve something, they're not going to go do a little 10 mile jaunt around the lake for us here we're going to go out and we're going to make the hills we're going to do some more climbing we're going to make it more of a um more of an epic kind of a ride absolutely yeah so average size of groups if you guys haven't looked at this yet what do you think in america the average size of a group is for a group ride three 53 people wearing ugly christmas sweaters (laughs) on the dot there you go with 20 pictures posted it is 7.8 in america wow it's pretty 8.6 globally in the UK, this is the average size of group rides in the UK, 13.6. Wow. That's crazy. That what are they the, doing over first there? First off, I, I didn't think British people were that friendly. I thought they all hated each other. No, they don't wave. <laughs> no, that's France. Oh, yeah, that's France. Yeah, they just flip each other off and stuff. I don't know. You're going to get a lot of hate mail they, from France. Yeah, I'm throw, sorry. <laughs> they throw baguettes at each other. You're all much faster than us. I apologize. <laughs> this would be, so that, that kind of is is an interesting stat to me that America's not higher on that one. I thought America we were all about the group ride. But I guess not. Mm, I I guess not. No. Do we you need to change Zwift? That, do you think Zwift counts as a group ride with this? It might. Might. Hmm. That's gonna, that's gonna that throw the numbers. Skew all those Here's results. my honest opinion on this. On their end of year thing, they should separate the indoor from the outdoor stats. Yeah. I'd be more interested in seeing a separation of the in- and maybe this is. We we could be wrong. Maybe this is just outdoor stats. But no, it's not. I bet you it's it's, it's not because um, in group activities, athletes, yeah, athletes who have done group activities, seventy-three percent of them recorded a, a virtual ride. Okay, so that's okay. That's it is broken out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Jake, any more stats that you're interested in? <laughs> Sorry, we're all getting kind of quiet here because we're all, all kind of like digging these stats. Like, oh, have, what is I this I have stuff? so many of these things. I like, so mo- activity with the most photos per sport is snowshoeing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> snowshoeing, which kind of makes sense, right? Like you're doing yeah. some pretty snowshoeing Yeah, you stuff. better be taking some pictures if you're, if you're going, going snowshoeing anywhere. Yeah, right? <laughs> you got time to take your yeah, phone out. take your phone out. <laughs> I'm always pulling my phone out when I'm biking and I feel like snowshoeing and backcountry skiing aren't even like sports. Those are like survival activities. <laughs> Those are like, like I got to go somewhere for lodging right now. <laughs> so what do you guys have to say about the multi-sport trends where they say athletes who do more than one sport are don't better. divvy up their sports. <laughs> they double them. Yeah. That was interesting. That's a, that's, that's, those are big numbers. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, Evan and I are way better than you two. I think, I think this is just why <laughs> our legs look a lot better in shorts. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, how many different tan lengths do you guys have? It's just, I, summer, I, summertime, you guys I, like, I lose count during the summer. I don't know. It depends on whatever I want to wear that day. It's a, it's a, it's not a pretty look. <laughs> no, it's a, ter- it's a terribly unattractive look. Oh yeah. That's a, and that's one, um, food around the world. Riders and runners yeah. enjoy a crisp, refreshing cold one, but when it comes to coffee, cyclists are over five times more likely to get their fix. You know, I, and here's the thing is this is like um, food that was mentioned in a title, and I think a lot of people are going to say 
coffee ride. Like yeah. that yeah. is a type yes. of ride. Coffee yes, that is. Ride Whereas too. beer ride is not a type of ride. Yeah. <laughs> cookie fondo. There you go. Yeah. You know? Cookie fondo. Yeah. Cookie. But the cake, runners. Cake the was cake, third. Cake is number three. Who goes on a cake ride? Maybe. Piece of, well, but, but maybe maybe someone right now. Would, <laughs> I just did that this, this morning. Thank you. <laughs> would people say piece of cake? Like that was a piece of cake. Like oh, yeah. I'm wondering if there's yeah. something like that that's causing the data to skew. I had cake in one of my red tails this year, but it was uh, it was a race. Piece of cake. See, <laughs> piece of cake pastry yeah. shouldn't be six because to me, like, if I'm going right, it's going to be a donut or a pastry. Like, if we're stopping mid mid place somewhere, you know, like I'm getting I'm getting a croissant. Is that technically croissant would go under pastry, right? France should be dragging that number way up. <laughs> so, <laughs> if if the coffee ride is number one, do you you guys are runners? Do you guys do beer runs a lot? There is, there are beer runs and there's beer miles and there's things yeah. like that, but there, I but mean, you, you don't do talk, those on like a casual Sunday. About, there's not a lot of, but volume. that's the number one boast, right? For, for runners. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Beer, beer is part of the culture in like trail running, you yes. know, like it's really a part of the culture, which is why I love trail running. I think, but, I think you don't have the same thing as like a coffee run. Like you just yeah, don't have no. like, whereas cycling, like a, you know, a coffee ride is a type of ride. And so I think that, you know, you're back to just like more like what you're looking at very low numbers of, of food items that are in titles and that's why beer might end up coming up yeah. on top. Yeah. That's my theory. And then also with running, you're not put usually putting anything into yourself during that run unless it is water. Right. Like or a gel. It's not like like riding, your body can kind of deal with a lot yeah. more in your system. Like if I'm doing a fourteen mile run and at mile eight, we're like, hey, let's stop for coffee and a donut. Yeah. Like, all right, the the yeah, run is now the run done. Is done. Yeah. The, the, the run is not <laughs> going to continue yes. now. What about um, just getting into some of the uh, the totals? So we got ride totals here, and you've got the global numbers. Um, total rides was uploaded was uh, two hundred eighty seven point five million uploads of rides globally. Wow! For a year over year increase, did you guys look at this yet? Did no. you guys see what the percentage was increased? What I don't well, I don't know if it's just because more people are using Strava. Strava's been around for so long though; it's not like it's something new. But, but people are still finding it. I think this they're is, still finding it. But yeah. it seems it, this number would tell me that more people are riding bikes. No, twenty one point nine percent increase year okay. over year. I bet you that's increase in use of the platform. You that's think so? I mean, yeah. that's what I bet. Yeah. The yeah. platform has been out for almost ten years. Mm -hmm. yep. So. If they're not, I, I could see that maybe in the first five or six years, but we're almost 10 years into yeah, this thing. That I, if I think just a lot of people are riding inside, though, but I still think yeah. that's a good number to look at. I think it's... Yeah, I'd like to see a comparative number, though, or, or like how many more users they had. Or, or yeah. is it just people who ride are riding more? Does that mean, you know, instead of just, like, more people technically riding... Who knows? Yeah, I think as a technology company, if their numbers are not increasing, they're pretty worried. Yeah, and well, I don't think they're worried. Yeah, and so. then if you compare that just to the U.S. alone, so we uh, here in the United States, we uploaded fifty-one point two million rides, still a, a pretty sizable number. I mean, if you yeah. think about um, what about three hundred fifty-four hundred million people in the United States, if I'm not mistaken, that's a pretty good chunk of the population. But our year over year increase was 14.5% here. So Man. I guess that would kind of make sense if, to your point, based on the Expanding fact that it's a United States based company, you know, right. out of San Francisco, um, that, that's still 
that's awesome to see that increasing. And I, I quite enjoy the platform, and I know it's got its little knocks yeah. on it from different people, but I think it for, for all the bad things that people say it does, I said before that yeah. I can give you five good things about it, and I think that it's great to see more people using yeah. the platform. And, and if you're Strava, you know, like, you're trying to grow your, your user base. You're thinking probably international. You're probably thinking oh, Asia. Yeah. You're thinking, like, you know, we're going to look at a lot of different countries, make sure our languages are prepped and things like that for your software. All that work that goes into it is going to increase yeah. different types of population besides the U.S. Because we, because we had mentioned this before, is you got to be thinking China. Yep. China is, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, and somebody there's no mission me. I'm pretty sure they're the biggest bike commuter country in the world, and I don't think it's close. I don't think second place is even close. And they're not using Strava because they limit no. like how many people can even be on the road due to their traffic yep. problems, and everybody else gets around on bikes. Yeah, like you've seen pictures of Shanghai where it's like there's packs of yeah. bikes it's next bike, to the cars it's yeah standstill bike traffic oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. is awesome so sort of well yeah <laughs> that just shows there's with, a lot of people not without, not without there's issues. a ton not of issues. people there yeah. yeah all right guys let's move on to one last thing mr evan price bom, bom, bom. okay um there we the cycling world very recently just lost somebody who's yeah, really. But uh, I mean, a stalwart, a s- absolute stalwart in the in the Tour de France scene. That's Paul Sherwin. Um, he died a couple days ago um, and there's there's no details out on his death yet or anything. But it's just um, I know anybody who grew up here listening to the Tour de France like that is the voice. I mean, that's that's absolutely him. Him and Ligger are the two voices that I will absolutely remember him describing any attack going up a climb and just the enthusiasm yeah. and. I mean, just a, just an absolute awesome, like from, from the people in the professional cycling world who knew him and who have expressed how they feel about him the last couple of days. He seems like somebody who really had a lot of positive influence in the, in the cycling world. But yeah. Very, very sad. He was 62. I want to believe yeah, still pretty young, still yeah. doing, looked great looking, you know, very fit still. I'm sure he still rode quite a bit. So He's a big part of the global cycling community, and it was yeah. uh, it's sad to lose him. It sure. was, yeah. Mr. Lance, you have one last thing for us. Um, I, I you know I'm I'm Mormon as I have uh, expressed on here, and actually this weekend I was asked to speak at state conference for those of uh, those of the uh, Mormons who listen to us here. Um, Washington State Conference, or, or well, it's not state; it's stake. So there's, oh. um, it, it's it's just the way the church is organized. It's all organized mm. by geographic. It's, it's area. all based on cow meat steak. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay. Something like that. Got it. So it was roughly you know two thousand people or something like that, and they asked mm. me to speak at it. So what did I That's do? That's cool. I told cycling stories. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say you won it with cycling stories up there. <laughs> no, I had written it out and had prepared for it, but mm. I did tell some cycling stories. So I just wanted you guys. Did you to plug know. our podcast? I, I did. <laughs> I, I didn't. I kept it pretty spiritual, but I did add some uh, cycling stories for you guys, so that made it fun. So nice. Are you traveling this week? Coming up? Um, no, not this week. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. You'll be I around. Sh- I should be nice. around. Nice. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad when you travel. Photos are fantastic, <laughs> but it's good to have you back mm-hmm. around here too. So, Mr. Jake, anything for one last thing? Um, yeah, I do. I just I wanted to say thank you to everybody one more time for coming out to the ugly Christmas sweater ride. That, that made my year. I, I had some great highlights to start the year, and then it all went to crap. But um, <laughs> bringing it all back around full circle that really just put a big smile on my face, and I, I still am happy from that. And I'm probably going to be happy for that for 
long time to come. But um, on that note, I just, again, wanted to thank everybody who has made a kind, generous contribution to our GoFundMe campaign to buy kids bikes this Christmas, uh, bikes and helmets. And I think we're even going to try and add in some bike locks um, for these kids because some of them Mm -hmm. live in some areas that maybe aren't quite all that great for leaving an unlocked bike unattended. So we're going to get these kids hooked up and we can still use a lot of help. Uh, The more money we bring in, 100% of all of that money is going to buy these bikes. We're getting stuff at cost. Um, Nobody's making a dollar off of this except for the bicycle companies. But um, we're going to build these things up and try and get as many kids um, hooked up with a bicycle this Christmas as we possibly can. If you would like to help us out in that process and you would like to make a kind and generous contribution to our campaign, campaign, feel free to do so over the next week. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, just go jump on social media, go to our Facebook page, and you'll find a link there. We'll post it up again, and we'll put some pictures from the, the ugly Christmas water ride that we did this past weekend. Nice. And you can um, get on there and, and make a nice, kind, generous contribution. We would greatly appreciate it, and these kids are going to be happy for a long, long time to come. So your generosity is greatly appreciated though. Thank you very much. Super cool. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Matt? One last thing. Yeah. Um, this afternoon I'm going to try to whip together some sort of video for the YouTubes and I'm going to steal all of your guys' ideas for (laughs) your computer screens and things like that, that you would put on your bike computers. Matt, for some of our newer listeners, what is the place where they can go watch all of your awesome videos? Oh, there's some of them that are decent. Uh, the address is youtube.com slash imlagrand. Yeah, don't do Matt Legrand because you'll be Legrand. listening to some uh, some, some pop, some awesome pop music. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have tough That's, choices to make. Yeah, I, yes. I always pretend like I'm going to go watch you, Matt, and then I just get you I just get, get down this rabbit hole <laughs> of <laughs> great <laughs> pop music. Yeah, there. <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know, there is a. I guess maybe he's 18 or something like that and he sings pop music and it's all like shirt open on the beach you know talking to girls and stuff like that. it's pretty white cool. shirt and white yeah. pants and it's, it's yeah. very hard to distinguish between me on YouTube and this guy different uh, kind of white right yeah and, uh, and so you know if you, if you make the mistake you know you're in good company with all the folks here that guy's views are just going to go through the roof because of you could yeah. happen or the other way around but <laughs> <laughs> well we look forward to seeing that video Matt yeah Well, all right, guys, you guys have squandered another beautiful hour listening to the Dial podcast, (laughs) but that is all we have. Uh, If you guys ever do want to get in touch with us, um, you can find us on Facebook, the Dial podcast on Facebook. Uh, We are on Instagram, I think. Yes. And um, if you want to send us an email, you can use either of our first names, and that would be Evan, Lance, Jake, or Matt at the dial podcast.com not the just dial podcast yeah i'm yeah. close yeah yeah very close, <laughs> very close. Just one with, off. with yeah. emails i think it's just you just have to get close science all right guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one